a home to call your own, an investment property. Two simple ways to provide amazing financial and emotional security for you and your family. It's often one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever have to make. Hello, I'm Christina and welcome to the School of Home Ownership. I love being part of a standard family, but I'm also a multi-property investor, having bought and sold over 50 properties in the last 25 years. During that time, I learned how to make my investments accelerate and how to avoid costly mistakes. Now I know how to reap the benefits of good property decisions. Allow me to take you on a journey that mines the golden nuggets of finance and property insights. Learn the ropes here within the walls of the School of Home Ownership. Hi, my name is Christina Jamison and I'm from the School of Home Ownership. Welcome to our series, Advice Worth Its Weight in Gold. My aim with these podcasts and interviews is to give you good advice in regards to your home, making your home better and purchasing your own home. Today, I have a special guest, Jane, from Get This, Zing Home Organising. I love the name. So maybe I'll just give that to you, Jane. What things do you do? I will come to your house and I will make it better. I will make it so that you are happier in your home, whether it's to sell it or to just make it more livable while you're there. And I'll help you declutter, I'll help you organize, and I'll help you release stuff that you don't need anymore in your home and do it in a sustainable way so that only the minority of stuff goes to landfill. That's really good. I think that's a really important thing that we just don't uh, throw things in landfill all the time, but that we can reuse them. So that's a great idea. And I'll go straight to it. So I do property, buying and selling property. I guess the two points in terms of that is one, deceased estate comes to mind in regards to cluttering. So if I give an example of um, my mother-in-law, um, who's a lovely lady, and she, she, she was very sentimental, but that also meant that she kept a lot of things over a lot of years. So that's one of the issues that you deal with. Can you take us through an example of you know, um, a deceased estate and how you helped people with that? Uh, I'm doing a deceased estate at the moment. Lovely, lovely family. Um, and the father has passed away and the um, family are selling the house. They need it to look good for real estate pictures. They need to get top dollar to support their rest of their lives. And um, the, the father bought very well, really good quality stuff, but over the last 40, 50 years, and he's, he's kept the stuff very nice condition, but he hasn't let a lot of it go. So we're finding stuff from his career in the 60s. And it's important to try to pass that on as ethically as we can. But the family don't want to keep it all. The family are moving a re, you know, five hours up the coast. So there's a cost in moving too much stuff just willy-nilly to the next house. So we're trying to give a lot to charity, um, recycle electronics, um, and just reduce the amount of stuff that has to be moved and make the house look really good for real estate photos. Yes, and I guess on that, that point, um, 
in other podcasts, you'll hear me talking about how important it is to see beyond the furniture and the potential in the property. However, when I see clutter, I get very, very concerned. I actually will be turned off by that, even if it has a lot of potential. Why? I'll give you an example where I had a tenant in one of our properties who was a hoarder. Um, and when he left, I can tell you the damage bill was $40,000. So that's, that's the issue that you can have with clutter with too much stuff. You cannot see the damage that it does, but it does do damage. So that's a very, very key thing when um, buying a property. If you want to sell a property, get rid of it. Uh, what other I was going to talk to you about is making it a home. So a lot of the times we, a lot of the work is done in preparing for selling. That means you don't get to enjoy it. So what sort of things do you do with people who just want to be able to enjoy their home? Honestly, a lot of the enjoyment you get from your home is to have things organised, be able to find things. One of the stats uh, out in the interwebs is that we spend six months of our life looking for lost things. Now, we don't want to waste that time. If we know where things live, if we can see them well, um, there's a lot of clarity in your life and you can be calmer in your house. If there's a lot of um, people that I work with, when I leave their house having done my work and hopefully made their, them um, done my magic, um, they, it's like a weight has lifted from their shoulders. And I think it's really important that people release the clutter that they can because it's not making them happy. Stuff, more stuff doesn't make you happier. It's just one of the things in life I think we, we're getting to know a lot more. Yes, um, yes, having, a, you know, coming home to a clean house. I think one of your items on your website was talking about that's what we like about holidays because when you go on holidays in um, motel rooms, it is minimalist mm -hmm. uh, and it has that form of luxury and freedom when you don't have all your stuff, I guess, thrown around you. Now, we were also looking at some stats before. Um, so I'll, I'll have to acknowledge that I am a minimal, minimalist. I also am really big on finances and having financial street smarts. So here's a bit of a controversial thought. We were looking at about how, many, how much money is spent on gifts and how much gifts do we actually want. So, you know, have we got the, the stats on that? So, so the stats are, so this is a, um, a really interesting study on clutter in Australia. And what people tend to do with gifts they don't really want is they 49.4% just store them. And we just don't think that's a good idea because it's, you've got to have a very good memory to store them and possibly re-gift them. I don't, I don't think re-gifting is a bad thing, but you really have to re good, be good at remembering because no one wants to receive a gift back that you've given them. And culture, I think we're still not oh, there yet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So um, like usually go to the op shop. And I feel really bad when someone gives me a gift. I go, I don't want to use this. Like, and I don't want to store it. So we get a bit tricky like that. It, it gets a bit uncomfortable. I usually suggest to people rather experiences or flowers. I used to love chocolate, but now I can't eat it. But something that, you know, I don't have to end up storing. And... With gifts, unless it's something that you know somebody really, really wants, uh, I find it a hassle um, 
because you do have to end up storing it and finding a place for it. So it becomes a burden. Um, so yes, so that's I agree. Good. We don't want a gift to be a burden. And I read, heard a lovely tip about the fact that it's actually very good to have a like somewhere written, it might be in the cloud, it might be a Google Doc, it might be a booklet or something. It's a lovely thing you can do for your family to give them a list of 10 things that you would like to receive as a gift. And they just pick from that list. And it might be an experience rather than a thing, which I, I subscribe to the idea that giving experiences is a fabulous idea. But we, we, in the society we live with now, it's really tricky to know what people want because usually we've already bought it. If we need it, we go out and buy it. We don't wait until Christmas to have it. So if you can give someone a list of the things that currently you haven't bought yet, it's a lovely thing you can do for your friends and family. Yep. Some other things, let's talk about what rooms get cluttered. So my best bet, garage, and there's a spare room. There's always a room, and I don't think it's a bad thing, <laughs> that you just throw things in and shut when guests come over. That may be more of a mess room, I suppose, but yes, there's there's rooms where we just have for storing. And I think that is such a shame to have a room dedicated just for storage, especially a garage. We can have your car in it and protect your car. Have you got any thoughts on that? Or? It's so common. We, we get overwhelmed. We don't decide on something. We look at something and we go, oh, I don't know what to do. I'll just shove it in the garage or spare room. And then it builds up and this is where I can come in and, and really talk through why you might want to keep it. And there's a lot of guilt and people people really want to know that they've got value out of a, an item. Some people buy foolishly um, for whatever reason and then they, they've spent so much money on that thing, I can't bear to part with it. So we, it's good to get away from that thinking and say, well, I have spent that money. There is nothing I can do about it. I will now let that go to someone else. We have lots of ways of disposing of things through donation, uh, Gumtree, eBay, Facebook Marketplace can be a very good way to gift or to sell for a minimal amount of money. It really depends on how much time you have to devote to that selling procedure. And it can be a great way to get things off your property. I even remembered we built our house and um, I did have sentimental with our cottage. It was a little cottage. Aww. So we um, basically gave it to people, you know, even our windows because they were, you know, antique windows. Oh, lovely. Um, and, you know, even agapanthers because we had great agapanthers. So we did that. That was um, to the horror of our builder. <laughs> he just wanted to build. We're saying, oh, wait a sec, somebody might want that. Um, and, and that's just re-gifting, I suppose. So um, have you got any other tips or any things that you, yeah? <laughs> I've got, yes. Because um, I do spend some time uh, just getting um, rid of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I find that's useful at the moment. That may not stay the same forever, but at the moment um, I've just been getting rid of a treadmill and like a big weight set up for a client um, on Facebook for free and Often it's easier to get commitment from the person who's picking it up if you put a very nominal amount of money on it, like five or ten dollars. Seems to sharpen up people's um, responsibility to follow through and come and pick it up when they say. You get a lot of people, you get a lot of tire kickers for things that are um, free, 
where they just and you're inundated. But I've been very successful with that, with putting just a nominal amount and then people come and pick it up. And you're not really doing it for the money. You're just getting people to be committed to taking it away. And especially with something like a treadmill, which is heavy, you need the right equipment to take it away. It's been really good to be able to do that. That's interesting, actually. Human yes. nature. Yes. Yes. So, and I did find that when we were trying to put mm. stuff on there mm. that we'd get, you know, there might be something for free. And then the questions that they oh. ask, it's like, well, this is for free, whether you like it or you don't. I don't oh. really. Can <laughs> you deliver it? Can you deliver something for free? And you're like, no, you actually need to come and pick it up because it's free or, you know, it's a very small amount. Yes, and, and there's another thing as well mm. with electronics. So we mm. have a lot of, two, you know, people go mm. through two Vs and oh, whatever. Yes. Um, and interesting, that's one of the points in the data that was the most ridiculous things that we actually store is um, appliances. So I know with the local council in George's River, there yes. was e-waste. Yes. Um, and you were saying there were some other places? So I'm in Ride Council and... They have um, a centre in Artarman where you can drive to. It's a drive-through. It's very easy, and you can drop off electronic wastes, which is great if you've got a car. But also, there's a lovely social enterprise uh, in Sydney that um, does community collections in a lot of suburbs. You know, they go all over Sydney, different times of the month, and you rock up with your car, and they will help you put it into their van. And they take anything that's got a cord, they say. So um, it's a terrific way to get rid of your electronic stuff easily because it needs to be easy or we don't do it. Professional organisers are terrible at remembering to take the before shots. We're so excited to just get stuck in and then we go halfway through, oh, I didn't take the before. So some of the before ones could have been worse. But the after ones hopefully are very good and um, enjoyable. We love it. We, as a human, we love seeing before. We like to see the change. Yes. And we like it looking more organised. We like it being more minimal, less cluttered, more stylish and less noise, visual noise that we can see. Oh, that's great stuff. So um, thank you for speaking with us today, Jane. And if you want more information in uh, Zing Home Organising, just go to her website, zinghomeorganising.com.au, if that's right. And all her details are there. There's some tips there as well. There's some great before and after photos. And of course, schoolofhomeownership.com.au for more tips, podcasts and video interviews about property and finance. Thank you. Thank you.